Mac special kickoff for the year 2021. Uh, so yes, uh, I'm very happy to have Emeline on board. And uh, without further ado, we're going to go into the first question for today. And before we get her to Emeline to talk about her story, uh, perhaps Emeline, would you just like to share with us some uh, uh, a little bit about yourself, uh, hobbies, passion, what do you do, and some fun facts about yourself. Yeah. Okay, uh, hobbies, passion, and about myself. Okay, first thing first, everyone, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I was just telling uh, Jesse how I am feeling. I'm feeling so surreal. Like, I'm like as if I'm still dreaming. Like, you know, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, because what happened is, I actually prayed. I actually prayed and told God that, hey, will there be a platform? Will there be someone out there who is willing to listen and share my story through their platform? But I've never uh, went ahead and asked anyone to uh, broadcast for me. I've been looking around. I've been adding people, uh, especially people who are doing broadcasting, but I did not approach them. And then suddenly one day, uh, my friend Ivy, uh, who is my college mate, uh, she suddenly out of the blue in the wee hour of the night and she just texted me and said, Emeline, um, were you the one that was sharing something about depression and whatnot? And I said, oh, you mean this one? So I shared with her my story and then she said, yeah, yeah, this one and that one. Uh, do you mind if I share it with Jesse? And I said, yeah, sure, why not? And uh, and everything else is history and today we are here. Uh, it's amazing. Okay, so people, let's go back to the focus, my hobbies. Um, Gosh, where, where do I even begin? My hobbies, it's a variety. Uh, I love a lot of things. And sometimes I love too much of it that I don't even finish it. I will begin somewhere in the middle and I'll start a new one. Okay, um, but the main one that I really love is I love singing. Hmm. I love playing the piano. Uh, what else? I love... Okay, friends who know me, they, they know that I'm a joker. I like to joke. <laughs> So recently, I've got a bunch of friends who still told me that I can be a stand-up comedian. Uh, what else do I enjoy? Oh, I enjoy baking. I like baking cakes, cookies. And what else? Um, a lot lah. There's a lot. If you guys look at my <laughs> IG, right? Fun fact, do you guys know that I've got a lot of IG account? Uh, Jesse, how many IG account do you think I have? I mean, the one that you know. Okay, as far as I just saw, I think it was two, but I have a gut times <laughs> two of that. Oh, yes, I got four. Okay. Yeah, so one is my main one, that one that you know, Elisha, Elisha Gunn. And then the second one was um, uh, Find the Small. And then uh, third and fourth, I will reveal later. Lah, okay, not in the beginning. Okay, so basically what I love to do is I love, I love reading. I love to read a lot. I love talking to people. I love making friends. Uh, making friends to me is so easy. It's like breathing. <sighs> friends, <laughs> that, you know, it's like, it's like breathing. When you go in, if I go to the leaf and the leaf is open close two minutes, I already made a friend. Uh, a long time buddy. Uh, Jason, you will know, right, Jason? Jason and I were friends in three or three minutes uh, in the church. We were sitting side by side in the church. Okay, and then the pastor will tell us like, hey, take that three minutes to get to know the person beside you. And that's how I got to know Jason. Right, Jason? Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I also forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom City, right? You oh, guys Jason. are Kingdom City. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that one was not Kingdom City. It was Collective. Collective? Oh, Collective. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was sitting beside me and Pastor was saying, hey, take three minutes to get to know somebody. And hey, look, Jason is here. That was many, many years ago. Right? So the power of three minutes, people never underestimate it. Wow. Sometimes one minute, sometimes two minutes, sometimes three minutes. But it can be the catalyst for you to make friends for a very long time. Okay, Um. what next? You still want to know about my hobbies or we move on to passion? Well, if that's all you have to say, I then we will we'll then we'll just move on. Uh, but before that, you know, just amazing how many friends Emmeline has met through Jason. And I see all the numbers of friends coming in in support, you know, to hear your story. So that's amazing. Like Jason is from Collective. By the way, Collective, I've been to Collective, I think about two years ago. Uh, that was part of my job scope because we were having our Alpha event. Uh, I used to work with Alpha Malaysia. Uh, Jason, I think you all know Alpha, the Alpha course, where Southern Church runs the Alpha course. And we had an event at Collective with Tim Hughes and the guys who came, I think it was 2017, back at Collective. Anyways, yeah. Okay. So, so, I, yeah. I need to interrupt you a bit. I saw a friend of mine here, Judy. Judy Choi here. Yeah. Judy Choi and I become friends also due to the fact that she's sitting beside me. Judy and I went uh, went to this seminar. Um, we attended this seminar by what was his name again? Erwin McManus. Okay, Erwin McManus came to uh, my church collective, and then I was sitting here, and then Judy was sitting beside me. And during the interlude, she just turned around and we just turned around and we chatted and we become friends. And lo and behold. Now we are like super good friends, super good friends. She's like my, I call her my healer. Lah. She's the one that introduced me to so many things about permaculture, farm, uh, about DXN. Yeah, she's the girl. Okay, and Judy and I go a long way. And the power of what? The power of sitting beside Emmeline, you become a friend. Straight away, become Emmeline's friend. So people, you want to be my friend, sit beside me. Anywhere, you know, go workshop, seminar, whatever, sit beside me. Straight away jadi kawan. Wow. And then kawan, jadi kawan is not, not, not like, you know, short-term friend. It's long-term friend. Some of you here probably know me like five years. I don't know. Ten years. I don't know. But I see, uh, got anyone who is longer than that. Uh? Grace. Grace was, Grace, my friend Grace, right? It's a friend of mine. I think eight years at least. Eight years. Grace is here. I can see her. I don't, uh, let me see who else I know is here. Mm. Ivy. Ivy is a friend of mine, uh, college. So that's like, how many years ago was that? Probably uh, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Jude, uh, Ivy would know. Ivy would know. Yeah. So looking at all the names here, I'm like really amazed. Some of you here, I don't want to name names, uh, but you guys are hiding behind, you know, thingy. Uh, I know you, you know me. You guys, I know you from Instagram. Okay. I got friends here who are joining us and we know each other from Instagram. Basically, through... Okay, I, I don't know whether this is the right time for me to bring in my Instagram. If you guys notice my Instagram, right? Um, People don't follow me that much, but I follow people a lot. Do you notice that? I didn't pay attention. I'm, I, I didn't... You need to pay attention. You know why? Because that's the key. Uh, Emmeline makes friends with everybody in the whole wide world. Uh, so my first account, Elisha.gun, is already approaching 7.5k. So 7.5k of following is the maximum that Instagram allows. So because of that, I created 
three more accounts because I aim to have 7,005, 7,005, 7,005, 7,005 for all four accounts. So I got 30,000 friends all over the world. That's crazy. That's yeah, that's, I know. But wow. I really actually that with my first account. So through that first account, I've got to know one of the friends here that named Joyce. Can you see Joyce here? He, he is a he, but the name is Joyce. Okay, so Jingyi, I know you're there. You're keeping quiet and whatnot. Uh, but he is my friend from Instagram. And uh, I, you know what, people? You guys need to uh, be open and add people on Instagram and be friends. Don't be afraid of scammers. Don't be afraid of this and that. Just be vulnerable. And you can never know what kind of friends you can get. Some of them are really good friends. Really, mm. really, really good friends. Okay, so can we move on to the next one then? Is there like, you know, people will be like inter interrupting now to ask me things or not now? No, we will let, so how this runs is we let you share everything. And then after you do share, there'll be some fun way to ask a Q&A. So for those who are tuning in live on Instagram or on Facebook or on Zoom, we will be using that same format as how you saw earlier. So, uh, later on, you will type in your questions through the QR code to ask. Uh, if you have any questions for Emeline later, you will type your questions there and we will review the questions. And then Emily... Okay, may I will... say, you guys can be... Uh... As open as you want when you ask the question. Okay, I can take it. Ask anything you want, people. A to Z. Just ask anything. Ask anything. I'm not I'm not scared at all. Okay, so the next one, passion. Passion. Okay. Um, I think for for some of you who knows me very well, you will you will probably know my passion is God. My passion is Jesus. That sums up me. For me, mm. Jesus is my everything. Okay, uh, whenever people say, Emily, you're so amazing, you know, you're, you're talented, blah, 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 I'll tell them, give the glory to God. Okay, give the glory to God. It's not me, it's God. Uh, I can tell you, okay, now I reveal, uh, the person who say catalyst one, right, and say, I'm building an army of God, it's me. Uh, it's me. I am building an army of God, and we are going to be on fire in 2021 this year. It started in 2020. Because I told God, uh, I need an army. You know, if you want me to win the souls of 7.8 billion people in the whole wide world, I need an army. And uh, God has been giving me an army, surely but, uh, surely, but you know, more and more people are joining me. I can tell you that. I'm so excited um, because people of all walks, and Jesse, you're one of them. You're in my team. Okay, the fact that you have given me this platform, you are definitely part of my team. And it's really amazing. Uh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Uh, I've been telling God that, you know, I just want to win all the souls of this world. Okay? I just want to win everybody to God. I want them to know how amazing God is. Uh, that He is really a, a loving God. If only people encounter Him, He is just amazing. And because of that, that started me to be so radical in my Instagram befriending. Uh, it's so radical in my Instagram posting. You can see my Instagram. In initially, it was like, you know, you don't see anything. Like, uh, it's just a regular posting. If you look at all my history, my, my, my Instagram posts, it's just, you know, blah. But then suddenly, uh, come November or October last year, uh, things change. Uh, the strategy, what to post, uh, what to post, how to post, everything just come from God. Every morning when I wake up, the inspiration to post is just like that, you know. 
and I can finish my post within like five minutes and I'm done. And people will be thinking, hey, maybe she have planned this, you know, she have probably like write it down and stuff. No, for me, right, it's so easy. And I'm managing four accounts of people. Some people are having tough time to even manage one. I'm managing four. And to me, it's like piece of cake. Not hard. So easy. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, and because why? Because my passion is God. My passion is Jesus. Okay, my passion is God. So he made it so easy for me. He just gave me everything I need. Pet, uh, inspiration, people, places, a good phone, uh, whatever. He, he just provides. I will be standing here one moment and instantly I got inspiration and there is a voice saying, take the picture, I'll take. I'll take, 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 take. And then after that, I'll post it on my Instagram. And then the words that you see that I post, the captions, everything come from God. Okay, if you think that that's eloquence or, you know, that's creativity or whatever, or smartness or intelligence, to me, can I say something? Whenever I post really, right, I always like to replay my my post, some, whether it's a video or whether it's a post, I will always just go back and look at it, look at it because I'm amazed myself, you know. I'm like, hey, is that really Emily? How come she can do like that one? Uh? Wow, she can play piano one. Uh? Wow, she can sing like that one. Uh? Is it really me? You know, that kind of thing. I, I, every day when I post things on Instagram, I'm amazed by myself. Hey, it sounded very arrogant, right? But it's not. It's not. I'm really telling you, I'm living the life where Maria Carey sang that song, don't know something she talked about dream one you guys know the song or not maria carey she sang something about dream one you're living in your dream or something i'm living my dream right now everything i need everything i want all that i ask is happening in my life right now i said i need um i need a team of people it's coming i said i need um help in certain area of my life it's here you know, it's here and uh, everything I need, I, I, I have no lack, no lack at all. Um, people would think that, hey, she's a motivational speaker, lah, this and that. No, all this courage, all this um, braveness and charms and whatnot, I would say there's something behind me, not something behind me, inside me, which is God. His aura, his power, his presence, is, it's just here. Okay, um, what else? Fun facts about myself. Mm, okay, I will share one thing. Do you guys know what does Emmeline means? I just want to test who can answer. Maybe got present. Come, come, come. Answer and see. How many of you who know me know my name? Don't go and Google. Ah. Cannot Google now, okay? That's, that's cheating. What does Emmeline means? That's a fun fact. Okay. <laughs> Kimberly wrote in the chat. Can you see? In the chat box, she said it's protein. Haha, ha, Kimberly, you want yourself a gift. Okay, I will I will personally give it to you. Uh, so Kimberly, we are right. Uh, protein. Emily means protein. I have no idea why my mom named me after a protein, but if you Google it, uh, she said you're my gift. Oh my goodness. Um, yes, protein is my name. Okay, uh, you can Google. I'm not lying. It's a peptide. My mom said my name is supposed to be A-M-E-L-E-E-N, which is a French name. But the nurse who registered my name uh, decided to change it to A-M-Y-L-I-N. Uh, those of you who go for, you know, biology class, you have heard about amylase, which is an enzyme on your saliva. Well, amylase is an enzyme that breaks down amylene. So that's how amylene comes about. It's a protein. It's a peptide. 
So mm. nobody is laughing, yeah? nobody. Everyone's so serious. This is not fun, okay? <laughs> I have to find another fun facts about myself. Hey, you guys, can you all own your, your, your speaker? Don't be so quiet, can Oh my goodness. Come on, people. They are so they are, I can don't see all the hey, This is a very small group. Only 15 of us only. Come on, come on. Hey, but, don't, but don't forget, they are also on Facebook. How are you doing my work? <laughs> okay, so another fun facts. Uh, let me see. Um, what else fun facts? Hmm. What else fun facts? What is fun facts anyway? Don't worry if you can't. We will, if you know we can do that later, Emily. But you know, I think we would uh we would like to you know if uh oh, yeah we sorry could okay, put that on that. maybe maybe towards the later if you don't have anything to worry but today the reason i got emeline as well to share is her testimony i think uh as you mentioned earlier you're talking about you know uh the, the story that you sent was how you got through the depression and the reason how it also links is uh Next week, I'm having uh, a friend of mine who is a child psychologist, and he's going to come to talk on, on two parts of a topic called psychology in today's pandemic. And he's, he's one of uh, a friend that I am also just met over the last two months through another friend who recommended me that saying he also needs, uh, he wants to have a platform where he can spread awareness and and I said, yeah, I'm more than welcome, especially a topic such as uh, psychology in today's pandemic, because uh, let's face it, right, over the last nine months, um, depression is real. And I've, I had a friend uh, also who, you know, who went through depression. And, you know, there's a lot of cases, people who die, you know, commit suicide because of all this depression uh, through COVID-19 and everything that's forcing them off work and everything. And and that's, that's really sad, you know, when you hear these kind of stories. But when I heard of Emily's story, I just said, hey, this is a perfect, you know, place for her to, to share her story because I, I read the story. I said that was just incredible. Uh, again, to Ivy, who mentioned uh, about Emily. And I just say, yeah, we build up. It would be really good to hear her story. And then the following week, we have uh, a child psychologist who will come and explain uh, the full details on why all of this are happening, and we we'll get to get to hear from him, from the expert, from that from that field, uh, right? So, without further ado, Emily, I think we should, you know, go into your testimony, your sharing of your testimony, especially that one, what happened, and also I'll leave it to you. Yeah. Okay, um... Mm. Jesse, you said that it's going to last for one hour and a half from starting from the, you know, we started at 9.30. So one hour and a half means we have until 11, right? Yeah. you yeah. Morning. Well, now it's 10 o'clock. People, if I were to give, be given the free reign, um, I probably would get, let you all go back only like midnight. <laughs> yeah. Because the story, I don't know how to condense it. Uh, okay, I'll try my best to condense it. I'm going to... Okay, some of you here, you go, you all know that Emmeline is a very good storyteller, right? I'm a very good storyteller, right? So, uh, okay, this is it. Summarize it. Fine, I'll summarize it. I'll summarize it. Okay, okay. So, uh, I'm going to tell you a story. So, everybody get ready. Uh. You can bring your uh, chocolates, uh, coffee, whatever. Put it on the table. 
it's just a, you know, it's not a formal thingy. It's a very nice. And somewhere now it's bedtime, you know, 10 o'clock. Probably it's your bedtime story now, okay? Take it as a bedtime story. Some of you probably lying down on your, your bed or sometimes in your office. And you're, you're wondering why you're listening to this because, you know, uh, you know, why am I listening to a girl talking about her life story? It's boring. Okay, never mind. People, I guarantee you it's not going to be boring it's going to be fun it's going to be hilarious to a certain extent oh, i'm really having my supper while listening to you thank you grace uh, <laughs> uh i don't have any food here uh, i wish i brought my water or something because i know i'm going to get thirsty <laughs> from all the talking uh okay people okay i'm going to start with um the serious i'm going to be serious now i cannot be i cannot be like you know smiling all the way because this is depression <laughs> Okay, maybe we should close the chat box. It's not a, it's not a happy... <laughs> close the chat box, then you can focus. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I mean, people, when people talk about depression, right, everyone's like, oh my goodness, we have to put a sad face, you know, we have to be mourning, we have to be grieving, because it's... We are not Because it's... We are not Before we fall asleep. No, 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 you're not going to fall asleep. You're going to be awake. Okay, depression, people, I have two... Okay, once was when I was uh, studying uh, in uni and another one was uh, just late of 2019. Yeah, so I'm going to start with the one that happened to me back in my university days. So another fun fact about me, I was a medical student. Ta -da -da, ta -ta -da. People, I was a medical student, I wanted to be a doctor, okay? Uh, so, but I ended up being an accountant. What a... What a twist. I'm supposed to be a science stream student, but I end up being an accounting student. Uh, God must be a joker. Lah. Okay. Okay, so I was um, studying as a, taking a degree in medicine in IMU. IMU is Stanford International Medical University. It's in Bukit Jalil. Um, I studied there for nearly three and a half years to four years. And I wanted to be a pediatric. I want to be a child specialist. Yeah, so any you try to use big words on me, on medicine and stuff, you'll never win me. <laughs> you'll never win me. I know all the jargons. Okay, people. So, um, okay, so what happened is, going to my third year, uh, I remember there was this particular, um, okay, in, in medicine, we study by system. So you have the system of cardio, cardiac and then like respiratory and all those things. So it's every semester a different system. So at first, the first, uh, the first year sail through, it was good. Second year was good. Third year onwards, oh my goodness, it was tough. It was getting tougher. So um, the trigger, the trigger to my depression in uni was actually um, family. There was a lot of family stress, a lot, a lot of stress. And um, I was a high flyer in uni. I was holding a lot of positions and I was a very good leader. I was uh, I was probably the top three in the entire IMU. I was a leader. I was a committee. I was, yeah, I had to, people, I literally have to go and, um, you know, like like how Biden and, 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 and Trump have to go for, you know, their election. I have to go. Every, every, every classes, I have to go and uh, win people for, votes just for me to become whoever I want to be in, in, in IMU. So I was playing a lot of head. I was president of this, president of that, and I was also excelling in studies. But um, something happened to me. Uh, something happened in my family, and it was the trigger for me to fall into a deep depression. 
I couldn't cope. Uh, I failed my I failed my 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 papers three times. I have to reset my semester three times. Um, I'm not sure whether any of my friends here come from the days of IMU. Let me see. No, not I. I invited them, but they didn't come here tonight. Oh no. Uh, YY is here. YY is my doctor friend. She's a vet. Uh, hi YY. She's here. Um. Okay. So what happened is. Yeah. Um. Nobody knows about this because at that time, at that point when I was only 19, I think I was 19 to 22 years old. Uh, depression was a taboo. La. We don't talk about it, you know. Um, and when I had it, I don't know who to turn to except for my, psych my psychology lecturer. I went to him, I went to his uh, room and I said, uh, I call him, I call him what? Uh, I call him doctor because he has a PhD. And I said, hey, I'm feeling really lousy, you know. I can't sleep. And, and I'm already feeling anxiety all the time and I can't wake up. Uh, I can't focus on my studies and um, my heart is palpating all the time. And I'm always feeling like suicidal. And it has been ongoing for, imagine I've been taking my papers three semester. That means I've been ongoing for at least six to nine months when I was in IMU. Nobody knows about it, not even my parents. I was struggling on my own. And uh, I was all the time, I was just trying to, you know, uh, perform. And I was like, I think it's just temporary. I think it's something transient. I think it's, if I were to study harder, this thing will just go away. You know, uh, if I get a good result, I think depression will just leave me. But it didn't. It become worse. And uh, because situation at home wasn't getting better as well. Uh, the stress that I was feeling at home was getting worse. So in the end, in my third attempt, to sit for the same paper, fail, I decided to let go. So I decided to let go my medical degree and I didn't continue. I didn't continue. And after that, I just stayed at home. I think I stayed at home for six months. Uh, I was just hiding in my room, locked my room in, and I just want to die. Okay, I just want to die. I was that kind of person who can't even shower. I can't even eat. I don't do anything. I'm basically a lock on the on a bed and the only person who see me in that season was um, my mom, my dad, uh, my siblings, and probably some of my closest friends like Jason, not Jason Chia, another Jason. So these people, they try. And I, I remember I remember clearly that all of my friends who are closest to me in IMU was trying to reach out to me. They try and call me. They try to um, come and visit me. But my response was to reject them. I will shut my phone. I will lock myself in a room. I just don't want to meet anybody. Okay, that's me. Um, and then uh, I felt I felt like life has no meaning because, you know, my life ambition is to be a doctor. And here I am, I'm a failure. I did not continue my degree. What am I going to do next? This is the question that keep pondering me for the last, for the, for the six months that I was at home. I just don't know what to do in my life, you know. I don't know what else can I do. I don't want to be anything else than a doctor. So it went, it went spiraling down. I become worse. Uh, I gained weight, not because I ate something, but because I oversleep. Every day I oversleep, sleep to the point that um, it's, it's, just, it's just bad, you know. It's just bad. Um, and I will be, I'll be having a fetish reading a lot of novels because at night, I'm so afraid of falling asleep. In the morning, I'm so afraid of getting up. 
the clock is my enemy. When I look at the clock and I know that it's time to wake up, I don't want to wake up. Uh, I'll do things extremely extra, like for example, watching movies till late at night when everybody already sleep, I'll be still watching movies because I want to stay awake. I don't want to sleep. I cannot sleep. My mind will be active. My mind will be full of negative thoughts, full of it. So that was how depression felt to me at the mere age of 19 to 22. And I didn't seek help. So how does help came to me? My dad uh, was working as a pilot in Nigeria. So every now and then, he will ask my mom about me. And when he found out that I was getting worse, uh, the first thing he did is when he came back from Nigeria, he will come to my room. He will force me to open my door and he will talk to me. So my dad is the one who actually persuaded me in the end to seek help. I went to a psychiatrist in UKM. UKM means University Kebangsaan Malaysia. It's in Cheras. So I went there and I seek treatment. The doctor gave me medication. Uh, I can't remember what is it. Is it Valium or something? It's a sleeping pill. I have to eat it. I have to... I have to be able to sleep because if I don't sleep, you know, I'll just go crazy. And the doctor diagnosed me having bipolar, bipolar syndrome. Bipolar means uh, you are a very extreme person. So when you're happy, you're extremely happy. When you're sad, you're extremely sad. So I had that. Uh, I, I only knew as bipolar when the doctor said you have a bipolar because I, then I started to go and find out what is it. Then, uh, yeah, the, 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 the journey to recovery was painful because... Me, I don't like pills. I don't like to eat pills. But I was forced to eat pills so that I can sleep, so that I can think uh, clearly. So it was medication all the way. I think medication was for six, seven months. Then finally, towards the end of it, where I feel a little better. How do I say better? means I can get up. I can do things on my own. I can shower. I can, um, I can get up to, you know, um, to at least eat or come down and see my family because or else I'll be just in my room. And if I were to visit anybody, right, my my clothes are very, very dark. I always wear black clothes. Always wear black, I remember, because the, to me, there was no color. There was no life. There was nothing for me to look forward in my life. So that's why when you see me at that time, right, you don't see a human, you see a ghost. You see a zombie. I was very pale. Uh, I wasn't me, like, I wasn't like this. So that was me back in uni who had depression. And then after that, I gradually become better through the medication. And my dad, my, my dad enlisted my auntie who was from Johor to bring me out of that by enlisting me to become a, a bookseller. I work for Grolier. Grolier is the one that you guys know, sell a lot of encyclopedias. So I worked for Grolier for a bit of time. I traveled all over the states in Malaysia. I went to Kelantan, Pahang, Terengganu. So I become a bookseller. Lah. But basically what I do as a bookseller is while the auntie is talking to the customer, right, about books, I entertain the, I entertain the kids. The kids that came along with the parents. So I will talk to them about stories and whatnot. So that's how the auntie will close sales lah, for her encyclopedias and whatnot. So that was my life. Um, after that episode, I came back to, I was in, I was everywhere doing Grolia. Then after that, I came back to Sunway because that's where my parents live. And after that, I, I decided that I want to, I want to teach. So that's how I pursue a diploma in Montessori. 
and that's how I become a teacher. I teach in QDs, I teach in ECMA. QDs and ECMA are kindergarten, a very renowned kindergarten in Malaysia. So I was, uh, I teach children four to five years old in kindergarten. I was a teacher probably for three years before I move on. So I move on, my dad uh, one day told me that, hey, your siblings are, I'm the eldest in my family. I've got four plus one, five of us. So I've got two sisters and two brothers, all younger than me. And at that time of my life, when I was just a kindergarten teacher, um, all my siblings already in, 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 in college and in uni, okay? They're all in college, they're all in uni. So my dad came one day and said, Emeline, you cannot be a preschool teacher for the rest of your life because you will not be able to earn a living. What you, what you earn right now is peanuts, you know? So he asked me to go back to study uh, in college to pursue a degree. And I was looking at my dad said, you're crazy because again, taboo in Malaysia, anybody age 26, 27, you don't go back to school, you know? You, you, use, you work, you don't go back to school. So after that, I, I, I told my dad, even if I want to go back to school, what am I supposed to study? I don't know what I want to study. But my dad, being my dad, he is very, very a joker. He said, um, let's see, your sister Adeline is doing accounting, right? Okay, like you do accounting. So that's how I now become accountant people. Because my dad said, go and do accounting. So I went and do accounting. I went to Monash. I took my three, three years degree there. And uh, I don't know whether I've got any monation here. Uh, Ivy, no? Ivy is my monation friend. Right, Ivy? Correct, right? I met, I met Ivy in Monash. La. Then uh, that's how... Oh, I tell you people. Can I tell... Can I dwell a bit? Can I dwell a bit on my story when I was in Monash? People, it's a good story. I was probably 27, okay? And people, people who are in Monash at that time in my batch were all probably 18, 19, just finished form five, you know, like you, you just finished your 17, your, your elementary, your tertiary. And then they just like, you know, come in after their foundation and they want to do their first year degree. So my strategy was to never ever reveal to anyone my real age because I don't want to be rejected by anybody. So when I was studying in, U, in uni, in Monash, it was a struggle because one thing first, I'm older than everyone. I'm older than a lot of people. All my friends, are eight years at least younger than me. I was the only one in my class, the oldest. And I have to fit in. I have to fit in to their way of talking, to their way of thinking, to their music, um, everything, to their lingo. That's why some of you will find that, hey, how come Emily is so trendy? How come you know a lot of abbreviation, TMI and all those things? Because I went to Monash and I have to study with a bunch of people who is all younger than me and um in in uni you have to form good friendship because you want to work on projects together right you cannot do things solo so you have to be able to make friends with people who are a lot younger than you you have to you've got no choice so that's where i learned my skill of making friends with people who are a lot younger than me i can do it because i have that kind of experience in my life um, it was tough. Another thing tough besides making friends was accounting. Hello, people. How many of you here like accounting? Balance sheet, what PNL, left, right, don't know what debit, credit. To this day, I still hate it. Okay, people. Yeah, it's boring. Exactly, Judy. You're right. 
that's the reason why I don't even take accounting when I was in uh, tertiary. I don't take accounting, people. So, um, oh, is someone missing here? Yeah, I think someone is missing here. My friend is missing here. Oh no, Joyce is still here. Okay. So, so what I'm trying to say is that um, accounting is boring. The most boring subject that I've ever studied in uh in uni was actually statistics. Oh my goodness, the teacher who teaches statistics has droopy breasts, and everybody actually find her droopy breasts more exciting than statistics. I kid you not. <laughs> Seriously, she wasn't wearing a wear proper bra, you know. <laughs> so, 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 so. Joyce Liao, no, really, you're Joyce Liao. Really, you're not Jing Yi. Really, you're not. You don't bluff me. Okay, anyway. And that's the Joyce. Sorry, that's Joyce. Uh, of another Joyce. Uh, really, yeah. where's yeah, my friend? She didn't show her face, so just to. Okay, I never know. Somebody among here is my friend Jing Yi is here, but I don't know which one is you. Okay, anyway, so um, accounting is boring. That's my, <laughs> that's my takeaway. I struggled, I cried many, many tears because I cannot finish my thesis, I cannot finish my submission. I have a bunch of friends, my Jimui. If you guys see my, my Jimui, Jimui means uh, my bridesmaids. They are all my Monash friends. And they are the ones who actually borrow their notes and lend it to me and for me to study. Because I have to start from scratch. All these people have foundation in accounting, but I don't have. So it was, it was havoc, man. If anybody of you think that, you know, uh, a person who come from a working background, go back to study, you know, it's so easy. No, it's so tough. It's so tough. One thing first is you need to make friends. Number two, you need to be able to learn fast lah, because everybody already got foundation, right? And you are starting from scratch. Yeah, so it's really hard, you know. Uh, you have to also get certain CGPA, then when you come out, then you get job and stuff like that. So it's really tough, really tough. Uh, I don't really enjoy accounting lah. I don't. So after that, when I finish accounting already, time to find job because you need to pay back PTPTN loan. PTPTN loan is our government uh, student loan. Like that's how I actually sustain myself throughout uh, Monash because, you know, my parents at that time already been supporting so many of my siblings. I cannot be asking my dad to fork out money to, to pay for me. That's where I started to work. I, I do a lot of work when I was in Monash. During my summer break, I'll be a barista. Do you know, people, I'm a barista in Starbucks. I can make coffee, people. Uh, and also, I'm a telemarketer with uh, Astro on Demand. That's how I can be such a good telemarketer. I work, I work like crazy. In, 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 in uni, Monash, I, I took up so many jobs just to sustain myself because uh, I cannot expect my dad. You know, my dad has been putting so much of money on me when he put me through medical school. So when I'm in Monash, I try to be more independent. Lah. So I try to work myself out and have my own pocket money. I don't, I don't rely on him. So that's that. Then after that, I work and then I came out. I, I worked for Sergi Fresh. That's my first job. And then and then I decided I want to pursue CPA, which is a chartered, no, certified professional accounting. Because I'm stupid. Because you already know boring, but you still want to do CPA. So I did it. Okay, I did it. Uh, but I took six years to complete my CPA. The reason why I want to do CPA is because in my mind, in this field of people, everyone already got a degree in accounting. What's going to make me different? So I told myself, I've got to stand out by having a, a, prof a professional qualification. Lah. So I took CPA. Again, it was the regret 
regrettable choice because I suffered through that six years. Uh, there was this paper called financial reporting. It's hell. I sat through it and I, I think I failed three times. Yeah, seriously, people. Yeah, Jason Chia, you remembered me when I was in Sagri Fresh. Hey, people, fun fact. I think Jason Chia at that time was trying to call me. Like, you know, he was very interested in me. So almost like lunch, right? He'll come and drive to bring me out, eat lunch and all those things. But Jason Chia is already married. <laughs> and his sister is here. Yes, Christine, your brother tried to call me that time. Yes, even though Jason we'll tried to call me. We will cut that out. <laughs> Uh, Jason's wife, please don't be jealous, okay? Don't kill me. Uh, this is just, uh, we're, we're just, you know, <laughs> don't, don't, don't be angry, please. Uh, don't give, don't give uh, Jason a hard time. Don't let him sleep on the couch tonight, okay? Okay, that's that. Chupat, oh, Judy is our timekeeper. She said another half an hour. Okay, fine. Come, come back to you. Come back, come back. Main point, main point. Uh, main point is depression in uni is no joke. But I, I got healed, you know, healed. Okay, now we talk about the second one. Depression when I was already a mom and a working, working, working full-time. Okay, so I am actually a full-time accountant. And I'm also a mom. Uh, I work for Kimberly Clark. Uh, it's, a, it's a big company that produces diapers like Huggies and Scots and whatnot. And tissue, tissue, yes, that's right. Scott tissue, Huggies diapers. People, you see, I also like, you know, my mind is everywhere. So, 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 thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Uh, where was I? Oh yeah. Um. Okay. So what happened is depression started in September 2019. Why? Because I was having financial stress at home. A lot of financial stress. So the financial stress pushed me to the point where I cannot cope. I cannot cope with the demand because my income is this much, but my spend is this much. I cannot meet the demand. So I fell into depression because I felt like you know. Oh yeah, another thing why I found depression is because uh, if I were to be a bankrupt, I would lose the license to become a, an accountant. Do you know that? If you're a bankrupt, you cannot be an accountant. So to me, right, all my hard work, I worked so hard, three years in university and then six years in CPA, nine years, you know, it's all going to go down the drain. So that's why I fell into, I fell into a deep, deep, deep depression. So after that, um, the main point is I was having a business loan, okay, a business loan from two banks and it's worth half a million. So it's it's really bad and we have to pay in five years. Uh, we already paid two years, but remaining three years, something happened to uh, the business and we couldn't pay the we couldn't pay the business loan. So I went into spiral into a depression and how I know it was depression because I already had it the first time. So I knew the telltale sign. I knew that, hey, I couldn't sleep. I'm being thinking too much. My heart is palpating. My hand is sweating. At night, I cannot sleep my mind will be so, so active. I'll be binge watching Netflix. I can watch Netflix from one Korean drama to another Korean drama to another Korean drama. Okay? But people will think that I am enjoying watching Netflix. No. Nobody enjoy watching Netflix until your eyes is painful one, okay, people? My eyes were so painful from watching too long on the screen. And the reason I'm doing that is because I'm so, so afraid that if I put down my phone, my mind is going to start thinking about money again. My mind is going to start thinking about my worries. So I replace it by watching something else that is will take my mind away. Yeah. But it's wrong. It's wrong. It's not the right thing to do. Then what else I did? Um, yeah, I tried to, I tried, you know, because I've been through the first phase of um, depression in university, I thought that, hey, if I were to go exercise, I'll shake it off. Uh, you know, and at time, it became worse because it started in September. 
then following year March was CMCO started. Oh no, yeah, movement control for COVID. I couldn't get out. I couldn't use the gym. I couldn't go out to exercise. So I become worse. It it sort of like spiral even faster for me because um I cannot get out. You know to to. I thought that, you know, by working out, by exercise, I can get better. I don't want to eat pills because I had a very bad experience eating pills. Then after that, what happened? Um, oh, yeah. Then did you guys know that I was trying to kill myself? I, I, I In April last year, actually, well, there was many attempts. There was many attempts for me to kill myself. But the one that was very clear was I get out of my house. I went to the highest balcony in my apartment. I just want to jump down. I want to kill myself because I find that, you know, if I were not around, my family would be better off without me. Because when Melody growing up, she saw me cannot wake up in the morning and it affected her, you know, it affected her really deeply because she was start to play with her toys and all her toys, she will put them to sleep just like me when I'm sleeping on the bed. So mm. I find that really disturbing. I have affected her so much. Uh, so I, I thought to myself, if I were not here, it'll be better, you know, that she will grow up better without me. Mm. And another part of me was thinking, if I were not here, probably insurance money can cover everything. Mm. But my husband is an insurance agent. And after that, he, he told me and said, hey, you're stupid. If you kill yourself, there's no money one. Yeah. Insurance will not give you money. So after that, I still, I still, I mean, it's not, it's not, when a person is depressed, right? You cannot think logic one, you know. Yeah. You cannot think logic. You don't think logic. You just think based on your feelings. And at time, my feeling was, like whenever whoever meet me, I will tell them, hey, I'm feeling lousy. Lah. I'm feeling lousy. Lousy, lousy, lousy. That was my vocabulary because I cannot think happy. And when I'm driving, right, every time when I drive home from work, I'll just keep on crying, you know, for no reason. I just felt very melancholy. When I'm in the car, I'll just keep on crying. Crying and crying and crying and crying. It's really bad. Then when I'm, when I'm in, when I'm in, office people go out for lunch right i will don't i don't want to join them because i don't want people to talk to me if they talk to me then i, I don't want to end up crying because the moment i open my mouth i i feel very low so what i do is every time when it's lunch time i will quickly go to the canteen quickly order food and then i quickly go to my office there's a small room called chilling chilling room i'll go to the room there and then i will lie down either watch netflix or cry myself until the lunch time over. Then I go back to my seat and pretend nothing happened. Mm. So that was my coping mechanism for depression. And at that time, people, I just joined Kimberly Club. I joined Kimberly Club in July. I had depression in September. And my performance, my work performance went down. My boss was already putting me on PIP. PIP means performance in review. Like, you know, uh, if you're not performing after that, we were going to like get you off. We, yeah. we cannot continue. So that was another trigger for me, for my stress. I couldn't. I need to perform because I need the job. I need the money. I need to pay my business loan. So I was super stressed. Here I am trying to cope with the stress at home and finance. And I also have to cope with my work expectation, which is to perform in order to get confirmed. So after that, yeah, my husband is there. Thank you, dear. He gave me water. Hey, no. Watch this. Oh, guava juice. Okay, so after that, um, my coping mechanism. Oh, yeah, then after that, the climax was in April. 
April last year, big when I told you that I want to jump down from the balcony. And my husband, for all reason, he sensed that because when I left, I left quietly from the house. Nobody knew I was going to kill myself. But my husband sensed it. If it wasn't for him, I would have already, you know, jumped off. Yeah. He came after me. He looked for me. He tried to trace me. He found me at the edge and he stopped me from doing so. Immediately from that day, he quickly looked for help. He asked around anyone at all knows somebody who can, you know, bring me to see a doctor. And yeah, we, we uh, miraculously, we managed to connect to some Christian friends who are living nearby us and their names are Mia and Andrew. Uh, so they, they, be, they become a connect group, my family. And coincidentally, when I joined them from the first connect group itself, uh, I found out that there are people, one or two people similar like me maybe not as serious, but they also had depression. So they recommended me to meet Dr. John from Clang. So that's how my journey of recovery started. I went and see Dr. John. Uh, at first, pessimist because, you know, my experience from the first time is when I see a doctor, he didn't really do anything. He just asked you to eat the medication. That's it. And then follow up every once in a month. And that's it. No counseling, nothing. You don't even get to pour your, your, your heart out. But Dr. John is different. Dr. John from Klang is different. He gave me the chance to voice out. Okay. And he listens. Sometimes my session with him will go all the way to one hour. He will just listen. He will not interrupt. And uh, immediately after four weeks treatment with Dr. John, I felt better, but I wasn't recovered yet. So my first treatment with Dr. John was 15 May last year. And it finished on 12 November last year. So my last appointment with Dr. John was 12 November and I was declared healed since then. I was, I'm no longer under medication right now. Uh, my medication that I took was mainly, mainly three types of medication. One is sleeping pill. Number two is something that will charge up my, what do you call it? Uh, make me happy. It's sort of to make me happy. And another, another medication is supposed to calm me down, supposed to calm the stress down. So Dr. John is also the person who actually told me I cannot take coffee, I cannot take tea, I cannot take wine, uh, anything that's caffeine. So that's the reason why whenever my friend bring me out to coffee place and they say, hey, you want to drink coffee? You know, and I say, I cannot, I cannot take coffee and tea. You know, uh, It's because of this depression episode. Um, when I, after I heal, uh, Dr. John said, no, you cannot take all these things. It's going to trigger again. And he also told me some coping mechanism so that I will not fall into depression or relapse in, in a way. So a lot of people probably wondering, hey, what does a depression treatment like? So this is what I'm telling you. It's, yeah, thank you, Jodi. She said, can drink the mushroom coffee. Yeah, I agree with her. There's something called mushroom coffee. Okay, so, so after that, I said, um, People here who, who have friends or family members who are sick mentally, whether it's depression or not, whether it's bipolar or not, don't be afraid to see doctor. I always tell people, depression is a mental health problem. Do you know health, right? Health is physical health and mental health. It's two components. If you know how to see a doctor, if you have cough and cold, right, for your physical health, how come you cannot see a doctor when you have mental health problem? It's the same thing. Health, health, same thing. Okay, just go and see a doctor. Just go and see a mental, uh, uh, not mental, uh, we call it psychiatrist. Lah. Okay, but if you don't call a psychiatrist, just say doctor. Lah. Just go and see a doctor. Uh, 
be very open about it because some doctors are not good, but I can tell you Dr. John is really good. Go and see him. He's inclined. If you guys need his contact, tell me. I will, I will pass to you. So what I'm trying to say is any one of you here, if you have family, friends, members, or yourself is having depression, do not be afraid to seek help. Immediately go and get yourself an appointment to seek for the first consultation. You will be surprised. In actual fact, you will get you get you will, you will get well faster than you ever thought uh, it is not as uh, as scary as, as it seems some people will think that oh if i go and see doctor maybe I'll, I'll take medication for the rest of my life you know i'll probably need medication for the rest of my life and i will not be able to cope on my own no this is just a myth some people don't want to see doctor because you know uh, they think that it's expensive uh, some people you know during the pandemic they don't have money uh, they 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 cannot afford but what I can tell you that it's not true. If you go to Dr. John and you can be honest about it, you tell him, hey, doctor, I cannot afford your expensive medicine. Huh? What can I do? He will tell you, okay, he'll prescribe a generic one, which is much much cheaper. So that will cut down your, your expenses. Huh? You'll cut down your, your medical fee. So it's not a problem, people. Affordability uh, and then the myth about you got to be getting treatment for the rest of your life is not true. Look at me. I'm no longer under medication. My medication stopped November 12th. That's it. I'm no longer under medication. And period, fin, you know, I'm free. And I'm better. I'm, I become better, you know. I become a performer. Not performer as in like artist, but perform. I perform well in my, in my work. I could focus in my work. I could excel in my work. I could become a good mother to my daughter, a good wife. I can, I can do a lot of things because now I have stability in my mind. I have coping mechanism, a good coping mechanism, <clears throat> I can focus better. So you see people, if you know anybody who is having depression, yeah, yeah, if you if you like coffee, go ahead. There's nothing wrong with coffee, but I think depression is because poor, one thing is poor mechanism of coping stress. Number two is probably, uh, maybe it's genetic. Okay, maybe it's genetic, something to do with susceptibility. Maybe your parents or your someone in the family, has a tendency of getting depression. So you will get depression as well. Somehow the genetic is messed up. Some people say it's hormone imbalance. It can be anything. In life, right, we can never run away from stress. You know, stress is everywhere. So it's a matter of how you're going to cope with stress. So if you don't know how to cope with stress, that's how you get depression. All right. Stress can be anything. Stress can be can be the smallest thing. You know, it can be money. It can be children. It can be study. It can, yeah, it can be people, it can be environment, it can be anything. But the moment you detect, that's why I said, everyone here, you should go and Google up and say, what are the symptoms for depression? There's about 55 of them. I've got a list of it. Yeah, you can see in my Instagram story, I list it down, uh, 55 of them. Ah, Judy said, please connect back to nature. Nature gives you healing, which is also true. Uh, ah, now I will bring up the, 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 the good thing. Uh, Judy and I, we visited this Farmville retreat in Seremban. It's the best people. Every one of you should go. Wow, Judy, I help you do marketing, eh, Judy. You must give me a bonus, ah. So you see, ah, going back to nature is very important. Okay, people. Don't be like my friend there. Eh? I don't know who is it. Is Jingyi here? Jingyi told me he wants to wait until June 2021. Then he will go back to nature. Because why? In his country, um, 
you know, in this country, it's winter now, and summer is only June to August. And I and I'm telling him, hey, I'm telling him, hey, uh, oh, administrators say church music is more likely to awaken people. Music can be healing as well, right? Some people listen to music and they feel better. It's a coping mechanism. Whatever tickles your fancy, people. But if you have tried all those, you've tried workout, you've tried music, you've tried nature, but it doesn't work. Don't hesitate to see a doctor. Let's see a good one. Okay? And then if you think that you don't have money, you must seek money. You must go and tell the doctor and say, I cannot afford this, you know. The, the, the medicine is too expensive. Can you try and help me to reduce the, the, the cost of it by giving me something else, you know. Then the, do the doctor said, oh, yeah, I understand. Luckily, you tell me. You don't tell me who I, how he can read your mind or not. Cannot, right? The doctor, you need to tell the doctor like, if you cannot afford, you must tell your doctor. Don't keep quiet, okay? Yeah, see, Judy said urban influence kept making us fall into depressed moment. True also. That's why I must get out of the city. Okay, people, get out of the city. Come and join me and Judy to Lemuria in Seremban. Farmville retreat. The best, people. You get to sleep on the treetop. You get to sleep in the camping. You get to watch the... Oh, yeah, there's also in Hulu Langat. You can see the stars. You can see the moon. Uh, there's fireworks. Fireworks, no. Campfire. Um, you can see chicken running everywhere. So, basically, people, it's fun. Fun, 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 fun. Okay, so that's my depression story. Yeah, that's all. Anything okay. else? Oh, so now it's uh, yeah, finished. Open for Q&A, is it? Uh yeah, well, before we get into that, so I'd just like to know, you know, the, with a bit of a, you know, just like to piece together a little bit. So your first, the first one you said, you went through a first depression uh, during the study days. And uh, how did you get, um, how did you actually overcome that? Because you did explain how you went for this second uh, when you went through a second spiral of depression, you went and see Dr. John. But the first one, did you went and see Dr. John when you encountered this? Or how how did you overcome that during the first depression? Hey, yeah. My dear Jesse, you need to practice listening skill already. Yeah? Because I did mention, I said, in my first episode, I went and see a doctor in UKM, remember? Oh, right. That, so it's that UKM one you went and see, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. first one, the first episode, I went and seek help from doctor. Uh, I can't remember. He's, he's a Malay doctor la, in UKM. Right. So many and people write in the chat box. La. Wow, so many. 74 messages. Wow. But then, uh, it, did it take you a while? I'm pretty sure because after that, it, it took... How long was the recovery process for... Minimum for six months. Six months. La. Minimum. Minimum. The for, first... The first one took me probably uh, six months to a year, a year and a half. Then only I become like, you know, can be off grid, can be off grid, like, can be off medicine. But then the second one was faster. Second one, six months. Second one, see, uh, I started taking the medication in May. I finished by November. That's about six months. Uh, I mean, I have one question to you. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I also, I also do the same depression. thing. Sure, like, when you talk about depression, right? Did you actually seek help from the church, pastors or leaders? No. For counselling or anything? No, not at all. Why? Because I think at that time, right, it was CMCO already. For the second episode, it was CMCO already. Church was already closing. And on top of that, a person who is depressed, right, unlikely will want to connect with people. And, uh, they normally would want to isolate but themselves. you have the guts to go and see the doctors. No, no, it wasn't me. It was my husband. He brought me to the doctor. 
Ah, okay. Yeah, it wasn't me. I didn't initiate it. I, in fact, I was giving him a hard time. I keep giving him excuses, say I don't want, I don't want, I don't want. But then he keep telling me, you need this, you need this, you need this. If you don't, then you probably want to kill yourself again, and we can't afford to have you kill yourself. So but how my husband cope with you? I mean, when you are having the very bad depression, and how? It was how, difficult. It was difficult because he was also coping. Um, he lost his business. Okay, mm-hmm. he lost his business and he has to go through a lot of tough time on his own to get money. And on top of that, when he come back from work, he see me like that. It's really, uh, he himself also can get into depression now, but he has to be strong for me. If he also get into depression, then both of us get into depression, then the whole thing will go into like, you know, mm-hmm. it will be very bad for the family. So he has to be strong for me. But it was, he, he couldn't be strong for me because he himself was also having a tough time in terms of finance. So it was difficult season for me and my husband. Uh, in terms of marriage also, our relationship was affected as well. It was tough. It was really, really tough. Uh, Communication-wise, it was a lot of breakdown because I, I couldn't listen to him and he couldn't talk to me. And uh, we we fought a lot. And uh, we couldn't see eye to eye a lot of things. And there's a lot of blame game going around. And we, we, we couldn't, like, you know, see eye to eye but then when 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 I when I want to kill myself at that time was a opening eye like he, he because my husband have never seen how a depressed person look like you know he has never coped with a person who is depressed in his family no one is depressed his his friends no one is depressed so when he see me depressed he doesn't know how to cope with it he doesn't know a hey, how am I supposed to help Emmeline all he knows is I've got to stop her from killing herself so uh I need help. I need someone who is an expert. So he went around and asked people. People in he himself went and looked for people in church, but it wasn't people in collective. He looked for another church, Kingdom City. He looked for someone in Kingdom City to help us. And so happened they stay near where we are. We are we are staying in Shalom and they happened to be near there. And then these people came and say, Come, Emmeline, come and visit us. So my husband brought me, forced me. So I went. And after the first meeting with them, uh then they persuaded me to go and see Dr. John. Lah. See. Okay. So it was, it was tough. It was really tough. It was shitty. And and and, and on top of that, my daughter witnessed all this. She was badly affected. Emotionally, uh, psychologically, she was affected. Yeah, I could see it. Because like I said just now, when she played with her toys, it's different. You know, all, all her toys are slipping. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. I have a question for... Oh, sorry, Jason, you want to say something? No, no, no. Okay, I have a question from a friend of mine. Uh, she mentioned, Hi, Emmeline. Why didn't you continue medicine course after you are healed in the first depression episode? Yeah, that's from a friend uh, that just sent me a message. Why didn't you continue? Uh, that's a good question. Hmm. The medication didn't, the doctor didn't say I was, I can stop medication. The first episode, the first depression, right? My doctor never said Emily can stop. Unlike the second one. The second one, my doctor formally tell me, you are fine now. You don't have to take medication anymore. You can be off. Whereas the first one, because I told you, I didn't like the doctor in the first place. I didn't like the way he treat me. I didn't like the way he handled me. So with that kind of mentality, right? I definitely not a compliant patient already. Whenever I take the medication, I felt resentful. So I didn't want to continue the medication. I tried to go on my own way. I thought that, you know, if I were to be in a different environment, that's why I went for uh, book selling. I went to travel. I went to travel around different states. I thought that if I were not to stay uh, in my home, I'll be better. In a way, it helped me to be better. But yeah, I would say if you can have a way without medication, 
if if medi- if non medication can help you then go for it but if cannot you must take medication because somehow or rather depression has a lot to do with there's something to do with high stress hormone and low your happy hormone is being suppressed if your happy hormone is being suppressed a lot of bad things is happening in your body you know your kidney your kidney function is not done properly your liver everything is affected you know your doctor will explain to you so medication is important too lah just that at that point why I didn't is because I decided I didn't like the way the doctor is treating me and I I'm not a compliant patient at that point where else Dr John is different from day one when he talked to me and he allowed me to express myself and all my problems to him and the way he respond he win me over already I knew that this doctor is someone that I can rely lah mm. I think the depends on what kind of doctor you get also when you go and seek help right when you are seeking uh, medical treatment for depression it's very important to get the review from people who actually seek help from these doctors and ask them hey really uh, the doctor is good ah uh? if the doctor is not good what for I go and waste money and look for him right for me it's because my connect group leader Mia and Andrew have encountered so many other people who went to Dr John and good review So they went to Dr John and they become better. So because of that they dare to recommend me to go and see Dr John. Uh of course whoever want to see Dr you your your intention is to get well right? It's not to it's not to be sick. You want to get well. So yeah like that. Okay. Anybody else uh hopefully you all have put your question on uh, the QR code. Uh I I've uh, okay we have a couple of questions I'm going to just share screen right now uh one second I'm going to have a look at the questions right now okay uh, okay uh what has god been speaking to you during your recovery journey That's the first question, yeah. And now that you are no more depressed, uh, what do you want to do in the kingdom of God? First of all, thank you for the question. Hmm. Anonymously, I know you guys uh, don't want to reveal your name. The first question: What has God been speaking to me during my recovery? I think He has been telling me that I'm not alone. He has been telling me that He will journey with me. He has been telling me that he is never far away from me. He has never abandoned me. He's watching over me. He knows I will get well. That's the most important thing. And I hold on to it. I hold on to it and I say God, if nobody else in my world knows anything about me, at least I know you know. And you know is is already sufficient for me. And I want to be well, Lord. I want to be well. So that's number one. Number two, now that I'm no more depressed, what do I want to do in the kingdom of God? My favorite topic. I want to build an army. I'll be the leader of that army. I want to lead the people of God who is who is like-minded like me, beating with the same heartbeat. Let's go and win souls. Let 2021 be a year that we win souls through all ways, through your strength. If your strength is music, let's win soul through music. If your strength is investment, let's win souls through investment. Whatever your strength is, let's partner together. Let's collaborate. Let's work together. Let's do life together. 
why do you think I am inviting people to be my friends on Instagram in a massive way, in a radical way? Why? I'm looking for my army. I'm looking for my people. I'm looking for that army that God promised me, he will give me so that we will expand God's kingdom, so that we'll win souls, so that we will make everyone encounter Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Okay, well, thank you so much for sharing, Emeline, your story and your whole journey. Um, does anybody else, you know, I may have, uh, you may not have, uh, sorry, did not give your time enough to scan the QR code and what, but if you'd like to ask, is there anybody else who'd like to just ask Emeline uh, any more questions? Um, so you know, just the question you just asked, uh, you know, not exciting like that. Give me some tough one. I, I guess at the end, uh, for our when I invite speakers on board, um, but I guess you already shared some of your advice already, and I think you already did. But uh, you know, um what would you any just just in short, I guess for I, I know there's some people who are just tuning in, they just joined in. Uh so I know we, you may have repeat yourself but you know for those you know who are going through the same situation through a depression situation um your advice for them you know do you have any advice for our audience who just tune in and just come in just the last few words just to wrap it up yeah uh being yourself you went through that uh yeah would you just like to share just a few things sorry because there's a couple of people who just tune in i'm just seeing totally you know, Thank you so much for those people who are tuning in. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy that you're tuning in. Please uh, continue to come in. Um, for that, I have an answer. Mm. Um, I just want to tell people who are having depression right now, depression is not going to last. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Believe me when I say that. Whatever you're feeling right now, as if that feeling will never go away, that it will linger forever, that you feel like it will never go away, no, stop. Don't believe that. Don't believe that voice. Believe in God. Believe in a God that has such great abundance, great promises for your life. Didn't God say, Jeremiah 29, 11, that I have a plan for you, plan to prosper you, plan to give you hope and a future. Cling on to that. Cling on to that. The God that I serve is a God that loves you very, very much. He will never let you go. Never. If you think that you're going through a tough time right now, and you think that when you cry at night, nobody knows, your tears is on your pillow and nobody knows, you guess wrong. God knows. He knows your tears. He knows your pain. He knows that you need to listen to this tonight. He knows. Why do you think he sent me? Simple. He loves you. And he wants you. He just wants you. So please come. Come and know this beautiful God. Come and know Jesus. Come. Just give it a try. Come. Okay. Great. Well, guys, um, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Emeline, thank you for sharing your story. I hope sure. you know you 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 know hopefully did this will definitely will inspire many people. Uh, and for those tuning in on Zoom, thank you for participating. Um, 
now you can find Emily's uh, session will be up on this podcast called The Mac Act Sharpening. So we have a couple of episodes uh, already up, but Emily's session will be up as well on Spotify and you can also find it on Apple Podcasts. So once this session ends, it will be all uploaded into the podcast for you to listen uh, whenever, if you need to hear Emily's story again. Uh, but until then, guys, really thank you again. And uh, for next week, if you guys would like to tune in, we, as I mentioned earlier, we have a speaker who is uh, from the who is a child psychologist. Uh, it's a it's, it's a two segment because psychology is a very big topic. Uh, so he's gonna break it down. So next week we are starting a part one about you know psychology in today's pandemic. So if you like to tune in uh, for that session. Uh, for those of Emlyn's friend who you know you want to come in as well, you can get come in, come in, come in, come in. Come in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I already help you. I uh, just see, see, free marketing. Ah, one yes. of you here, I know your names, ah. Uh. <laughs> so you don't come, I know one, uh. How many of you here? 14 or uh, 15. Uh. Uh, all of you must come, okay? Must come. Wow. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> you know, <laughs> without uh without holding too much of your time, thank you again and hope to see you again soon. Until then, good night and God bless.